Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast Special with your host, Right Worship Brother George Mudry. <clears throat> We're back. Seventh tablet. Last uh, tablet we read, we heard about the creation of man. This time, let's get into the synopsis of the seventh tablet. Return to the Abzu, Adamu and Tiamat bear children. Earthlings proliferate, working in the minds of servants. And Lil's grandchildren, the twins Utu and Anana are born Anunnaki couples, uh, excuse me, are born. Anunnaki couples bear other offspring on Earth. Climate changes cause hardships on Earth and Lamu, Mars. Nibiru's orbital nearing is accompanied by upheavals. Enki and Marduk explain the moon, find it inhospitable. Enki determines the constellations and celestial time. Bitter about his own fate, Enki promises supremacy to Marduk. Anu gives command of a new spaceport to Utu, not to Marduk. Enki encounters mates with uh, Enki encounters and mates with two Earthling females. One uh, one bears a son, Dappa, the other Titi. Keeping his parenting secret, Enki raises them as foundlings. Adapa, highly intelligent, becomes the first civilized man. Adapa and Titi mate have two sons, Kain and Abel. Uh, interesting little thing there. We're going to learn about Cain and Abel. To the Abzu, <clears throat> seventh tablet, to the Abzu, away from the Eden, let them be expelled. So did Enlil the command decree. From the Eden to the Abzu, Adamu and Tiamat were expelled. In the enclosure among the trees, Enki placed them. To know each other, he left them. With joy, Enki, uh, did Enki see what Ninkajita had done become... Oh, Jesus. Again, I apologize. Weird writing on this. With joy did Enki see what Ninkajita had done come to be. With child, Tiamat was frolicking. So uh, Tiamat, the first female, was, uh, was she, had a, uh, she had a child. Or she was pregnant. Ninma came the birth giving to watch. A son and a daughter, twins to the earth beings, were born. With wonderment did Ninma and Enki watch their newborns. How they grew and developed was a marvel. Days were as months, months to years, earth accumulated. By the time Adamu and Tiamat had other sons and daughters, the first ones were by themselves procreating. Before one shard of Nibiru had passed, the earthlings were proliferating. With understanding were the primitive workers endowed, of commandments they were comprehending. To be with the Anunnaki, they were eager. For food rations, they toiled well. Of heat and dust, did they not complain. Of backbreaking, they did not grumble. Of the hardships of work, the Anunnaki of the Abzu were relieved. The vital gold to Nibiru was coming. Nibiru's atmosphere was slowly healing. Earth mission to the satisfaction of all was proceeding. Among the Anunnaki... Those who from heaven to earth came, which is what Anunnaki means, there was also espousing in procreation. So everyone's happy. The sons of en Enlil and Enki, from sisters and half-sisters, from healing heroines took spouses. To them on earth sons and daughters were born. Though by the life cycles of Nibiru they were endowed, by earth cycles they were quickened. 
who on Nibiru in diapers would still be, on earth became a child, who on Nibiru began to crawl when on earthborn was running around. Special joy there was when Nanmar and Ningal twins were born. I want to be clear, none of, not all of this is on the tablet. Some of this is uh, uh, Zechariah Sitchin's kind of asking questions, in a sense. Kind of like Eric and Von Daniken in uh, Chariots of the Gods. Uh, so just be clear that uh, when they're talking about, uh, you know, they're on diapers and whatnot, that, that's Zechariah Sitchin, the author. <clears throat> uh, so he's kind of got his own narration interlaced with what they are saying on the tablets. Uh, specifically when he's talking about what so-and-so says or what this person said or what that person said. Those are pretty much from the tablets. Uh, a daughter and son they were, Inanna and Utu by Ningal they were named. With them, a third generation of Anunnaki on earth was present. For the offspring of the leaders, tasks were allocated. Some olden chores were divided, some uh, easier among the offspring they were made. To the olden chores, new tasks were added. Upon the earth, the, warming, the warmth was rising. Vegetation flourished, wild creatures overran the land. The rains were heavier, rivers were gushing, abodes repairing needed. So the earth is heating up. Interesting when we sit here and talk about global warming. Upon the earth, the heat was increasing. The snow-white parts to water were melting. The bars of the seas and the oceans were not containing. From the depths of the earth, volcanoes were fire and brimstones belching. The grounds were rumbling each time the earth was shaking. In the lower world, the snow-hued, white, uh, the snow-hued place, the earth was grumbling. At the tip of the Abzu, so we know that the Abzu is a tip, which is where, you know, just off of this. So I would probably choose South Africa, if I had to guess. I mean, it also could be South America, but uh, either way, interesting, because they're saying tip. <coughs> Pardon me. The tip of the Abzu, Enki, a place for observing established, to his son Nurgle and his spouse Ereshigal, command of thereof entrusted a thing unknown an un, untoward thing thereunder is brewing Nurgle to his father Enki said in Nibiru, in Nibiru Ki the place of the bond heaven earth that's what Nibiru Ki means Nibiru heaven Ki earth and Lil the heavenly circuits was watching by the M.E.s of the Tablets of Destinies, celestial motions he was comparing. There is turmoil in the heavens. So something's happening interstellar, according to what they're saying. And Lil to his brother Enki said, From the planet Lamu, the place of the way station, Marduk to Enki his father was complaining. Strong winds are disturbing, annoying dust storms they are raising. So Marduk to his father Enki words was beaming. In the hammered bracelet, turmoils are occurring. Upon the earth, brimstones from the skies were falling. Pitless, pitiless demons havoc causing. Violently the earth they approached. Into flaming fires in the skies they were bursting. So he's talking about asteroids. Uh, the asteroids are coming toward... Uh, it's interesting how they actually uh, describe them too. Uh, they call them pit, uh, pitiless demons. Uh, brimstones from the skies were falling. So, and then into the flaming fires in the skies, they were bursting. Well, we know when anything passes into our atmosphere, uh, they burst into flames. So, interesting. Uh, in clear day, darkness they were causing, the storms and evil winds they raged around. Now, that's interesting in the Bible. There are very many stories about how the, the sky was darkened and God darkened the sky and everything. And here you are, you have this same type of narrative about how these uh asteroids if you will are are coming to earth but uh let's continue on here um like stony missiles the earth they were attacking kingu earth's moon and lamo too by these havoc havocs were afflicted so it's clearly hitting mars and the moon the face of all three with countless scarves were covered and Lil and Enki to Anu, the great urgent words were beaming. Nibiru's savants, they alerted. The earth and the moon and Lamu, a calamity unknown, were facing. 
from Nibiru, the savants were responding. Their words, their leaders' hearts were not clamming. Uh, excuse me. From Nibiru, the savants were responding. Their words, the leaders' hearts were not calming. In the heavens, the family of the sun were taking stations. The celestials, of whom Earth is the seventh in a row, were choosing places. Interesting how they reference Earth as being the number seven. Um, and Earth, uh, you know, seven being a sacred number, if you will. As well as the fact that if you're coming from the outside of the atmosphere into Earth, uh, if you're coming into our solar system, Earth is number seven. In the heavens, Nibiru was approaching. The sun's abode it was nearing. By the seven, in a row arraigned, was Nibiru distracted. The path through the hammered bracelet it was missing. From the bracelet bits and pieces it had been displacing. So clearly Nibiru ain't going through the gap in the uh, asteroid belt. Uh, of the celestial bar... Lamu with Mumu near the sun were crouching. In the, in the heavens, Lahamu, which would be Venus, with Mumu near the sun, Mercury, uh, were crouching. Uh, in the heavens, Lamu, her glorious dwellings place, was abandoning. Toward Nibiru, the heavenly king, she was attracted. A queen of heaven she would wish to be. To quell her, Nibiru from the celestial deep, a monstrous demon made appear. A monstrous, a monster once to Tiamat's hosting belonging by the celestial battle fashioned. So what they're doing is they're describing, let me break this down a little bit easier for you. They're describing what's happening in the skies, what's happening in the solar system. So what they're basically saying is that uh, Venus and, and uh, Mercury... They're crouching. In other words, maybe slowing down or whatever the case may be. In the heavens, uh, Venus, uh, she was trying to break from her orbit, I'm assuming because of the gravitational pull of Nibiru, um, and she was attracted to it. The queen of the heavens she wished to be. So she is trying to, to become part of Nibiru's orbit, which should give you some sort of, uh, of an, of an identity of how large Nibiru is a monster once of Tiamat's to host belonging. So a so, so basically a giant asteroid, um, once part of Tiamat, uh, is now, uh, making its way somewhere from the celestial deep made its way by Nibiru. It was slumbered, awakened. From horizon to the mist of heaven, like a flaming dragon, it was stretched. Yeah, so similar to like a comet. Uh, it's got the long tail to it, which is interesting because if you look in Chinese Chinese mythology, um, I wonder if that's what the dragon means. One league was its head. Fifty leagues in length it was. Awesome was its tail. By day, the skies of earth, it darkened. Well, there you go. By night, upon the face of the moon, a spell of darkness it cast to her brother the celestials lahamu which is again venus for help was calling who will the dragon obstruct who will stop well who will stop it ki and kill it it was asking so again we're talking about and again this is sumerian uh, mythology if you will so they're they describe the gods as or the planets as if they were gods and actually having conversations only valiant Kingu, once Tiamat's protector, stepped forward in response. So our moon stepped in response. Is that what the big crater is on the moon? Interesting. To intercept the dragon in its path, Kingu was making haste. Fierce was the encounter. A tempest of clouds upon Kingu was raised. By its foundations was Kingu shaken. From the impact did the moon quake and shake. Then the heavenly havoc was calm. Nibiru to its distant abode in the deep returning. So Nibiru has made its orbit. It's on its way back out. Uh, Venus in its, or uh, Lahamu, in its dwelling place did not abandon. The stony missiles upon Earth and Lamu ceased their reigning. Enki and Lenlil with Marduk and Ninurta gathered. A surveying of the havoc they undertook. The foundations of Earth... Enki surveyed of what its platforms had befallen. 
he examined. The depths of the oceans he measured, in earth's far corners the mountains of gold, copper he scanned. Of the vital gold there will be no shortage. Thus was Enki saying. That's all they give a shit about is the gold. In the Eden, Nadurta was the surveyor, where mountains trembled and valleys shook. In his skyship they soared and journeyed. A landing platform was intact. Uh, the landing platform was intact. In the valleys of the north, in the earth's fiery liquids was pouring. Uh, so volcanoes are going on, or magma, if you will. So was Ninurta to his father in Lil telling, sulfuric mists in the pediments he was discovering. On Lamu, the atmosphere was damaged. Dust storms were, life, uh, were with life and work interfering. So the, the dust storms on Mars are starting to uh, interfere with what they're trying to do. So Marduk to Enki was saying, To earth return I wish, to his father disclosed. And Lil to his olden plans betook himself. What cities and their tasks he, com he planned he reconsidered. A chariot place in the Eden must be established. To the others he was saying. The olden designs of the layout in the crystal tablet to them he showed. The conveying from the landing place to the way station on Lamu is no longer certain. To soar toward Nibiru from earth we must be able. So was Enlil to them saying. For the count since the first splashdown, the count of 80 shards it was. So take 80 times uh, 3,600 years. And that's uh, how long they've been on earth. Now this is the account of the journey to the moon by Enki and Marduk. And how Enki, the three ways of heaven and the constellations determined. So let's talk about the three ways of heaven. There are three ways... Uh, on a cylinder seal tablet uh, known as uh, the, the the ways of heaven, I guess is what it's called. I'm not 100% sure. But there's the, the way of Enki, the way of Enlil, and the way of, An, of Anu. Uh, you can look this up for yourself. I believe it's in the British Museum, but I could be wrong on that. Let the place of the chariots near Bad Tibara, the metal city, be established. Therefrom let the gold from earth to Nibiru in chariots directly, directly be carried. So Ninurta of Bad-Tibara, the commander, to them words was saying. And Lil to the words of Ninurta, his son gave heed. Of his son's wisdom he was proud. To Anu, the king, and Lil, the, the king, and Lil the plan quickly conveyed. To him words he was saying. Let a place of celestial chariots in the Eden be established. Near the place where the golden ores are smelted and refined, let it be built. Let the pure gold into chariots directly from earth to Nibiru be carried. Directly to the earth from Nibiru, let heroes and supplies be coming. So they're abandoning Mars, if you will. Of great merit is the plan of my brother. Enki to their father Anu was saying, A great disadvantage in its core, its holding. The net pull of earth is than Lamu's great, much greater. So they're talking about the gravity. And again, I apologize for the writing of this. This is not me being a retard. This is me uh, having to try to make this easier to understand for you guys. So if I, I jump a couple spots, that's why. Uh, but what they're saying, the net, perth, uh, the net pull of Earth is than Lamu's much greater. So they're saying that the gravity of Earth is greater than Mars. Well, we know that now. To overcome it, our powers shall be exhausted. Before there is a rush to deciding, let us an alternative alternative examine. Nearby, the earth, a companion it has. The moon it is. Smaller is its net pull. Ascent and descent thereon little effort to uh, will require. Let us, let it as a way station consider. Let me and Marduk thereto journey. We're talking about using the moon rather than Mars as a way station. The two plans anew the king before counselors and savants for considering presented. Let the moon be first examined, the king did, they did advise. Let the moon be first examined anew to, en to Enki and Enlil the decision beamed. Enki was greatly joyed. The moon to him was always alluring. Whether Somewhere waters it is hiding, what atmosphere it possesses, did he always wonder. 
It's sleepless nights, it's silvery cool disc with bewitchment, he observed. It's waxing and waning, a game with the sun played, a wonder of wonders, he deemed. What secrets from the beginning it held, he wished to uncover. In a rocket ship did Enki and Marduk to the moon journey. Thrice they, the Earth's companion, encircled. The deep wound by the dragon caused they observed. But by many hollows, the handiwork of smashing demons was the moon's face marked. In the place of rolling hills, they set the rocket ship down. In its mist, they landed. From the place of the earth they could observe, and the expanse of the heavens. Eagle's helmets they had to don. The atmosphere f was for breathing insufficient. With ease they walked about. In this, in that direction they went. The evil's dragon's handiwork, the dryness in desolation. Unlike Lamu, it is, for the way station, it is unsuitable, to his father Marduk was saying. Let us abandon this place. Let us to earth return. Do not be hasty, my son, so was Enki to Marduk saying. Are you not by the celestial dance of earth and moon and sun enchanted? Unobstructed from here is the viewing. The quarter of the sun is at hand. The earth like a globe in the void by nothing is hanging. With our instruments, we can scan the distant heavens. The handiwork of the creator of all in this solitude we can admire. Let us stay. The circuits observe how the moon circles the earth, how the earth its circuits around the sun is making. So Enki, by the sights agitated, to his son Marduk was saying. By his father's words, Marduk was persuaded. In the rocket ship they made their dwelling. For one circuit of earth, for three circuits of the moon, they remained. Uh, sorry, I lost my way. In motions about the earth, they measured the duration of the month they calculated. For six circuits of earth, for twelve circuits about the sun, earth's years they measured. Uh, how the two were entwined, causing the luminaries to disappear, they recorded. Then... To the sun's quarter, they gave they gave the attention they gave, the paths of Mumu and Lahamu they studied. With the earth and the moon, Lamu the sun's second quarter constituted. Six were their celestial. Uh, six were the celestials of the lower waters. So was Enki to Marduk explaining. Interesting. Six were the celestials. Of the upper waters, beyond the bar, the hammered bracelet they were. Ansar, Kinsar, Anu, Nudimud, Gaga, and Nibiru. These were the six others. So he's taking a, an account of the planets um, in conjunction to the upper and lower waters. Interesting Bible little reference there. In uh, Tiamat, which was now smashed, uh, which, is, which is what they're calling the hammered bracelet, uh, is the, the planets that are within the asteroid belt are the lower six, and the, the upper ones are past the asteroid belt, and that's your upper six. Twelve they were they all. Of twelve did the sun its family make the count. Of the upheavals most present, uh, most recent, Marduk of his father was inquiring, "Why have seven celestials in a row taken uh, places taken?" So was he and his father asking. Their circuits about the sun, Enki then considered, their grand band around the sun, their progenitor. Enki carefully observed the positions of Earth and Moon therein on a chart. Enki marked out. By the motions of Nibiru, of the sun, not a descendant, the width of the great band he outlined. The way of Anu, the king, to name it, Enki decided. In the expanse of the deep heavens, the stars did father and son observe. By their proximities, the groups groupings was Enki fascinated. By the circuit of the heavens, from horizon to horizon, he drew images of twelve constellations. In the great band, the way of Anu, one each with the sun's family of twelve, he paired. 
To each one he designated a station. By names they were called. Then in the suns, then in the heavens below the way of Anu, whence Nibiru, the sun, is approaching. A band-like way he designed, the way of Enki, as he designated it, to it twelve constellations by their shapes he allotted. The heavens above the way of Anu, the upper tier, the way of en- Enlil he called. Therein the stars into twelve constellations he assembled. Thirty-six were the stars, constellations in the three ways where they located. I find this interesting. I don't know why modern uh, modern astronomy or as, doesn't use this, or doesn't even look into this. They just they just dismiss this as all mythology. Like I really wish that there were some scholars that would really look into this and either prove or disprove it, rather than just throw it away. And I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but I will say this, and that's for you, Keith Newton. Um, I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but you have to wonder why they would throw out this as being BS. Uh, do they know something we don't? Interesting. Henceforth, when Nibiru nears and departs from earth by the stars, stations its course shall be known. So will the earth's positions designate around, as around the sun it travels. The start of the cycle of the celestial time, the measure, Enki to Marduk indicated. When on earth I arrived, the station that was ending by me, the station of the fishes, was named. Wow. Uh, And I'll explain that in a second. But uh, the one that followed after my name title, he of the waters, I called. So Enki with satisfaction, the pride to his son, Marduk, was saying, Your wisdom... The heavens embraces your teachings, my own understanding extend. But on earth in Nibiru, knowledge and rulership are separated. So did Marduk say to his father. So let me get let me circle back here. One of the very, very first churches of Christianity that were ever found was actually found in the floor of the church. Uh, there is the fishes, the dual fishes, the sign of Pisces. So I find that quite interesting that he's saying that his, the station of the fishes, that's, that's who, that's the symbol, uh, one of the symbols of Enki. Uh, he was known as the, the god of the waters, and fisher in the waters, and that's one of the symbols of, of Enki. So I find it funny that one of the very first churches that were ever found, and I want to say it was in, uh, and I'd love for my Jewish friends to uh, to uh, clarify this, but I think it was in Megiddo. Uh, I could be wrong on that. It was either Megiddo or Ethiopia. It was one of the very first Christian churches. And right there in the mosaic on the floor is the fishes. Uh, but getting back to uh, Marduk being pissy. Um, he's basically saying here that uh, you've given me all this knowledge of the heavens, but uh, why is knowledge and rulership separated? And he's basically getting pissed off saying, I'm smarter than all these other assholes. Why the hell am I in charge? So uh, Enki says, my son, my son, what is that you do not know? What is that you are missing? To him, Enki was saying, the secrets of the heavens, the secrets of earth, will you have... you with you i have shared alas my father marduk was saying there was agony in his voice when the anunnaki and the abzu the toil ceased and the primitive worker you set to fashion not my mother but ninma the mother of ninurta to assist you was summoned not i but ninkazida of me the younger to help you was invited with them, not me, your knowledge of life and death did you share. My son, Enki to Marduk responded, to you command was given of the Agigi and Lahamu to, and, excuse me, in Lamu, Mars, to be supreme. Alas, my father, to him Marduk was saying, of supremacy by fate we were deprived. You, my father, are Anu's firstborn, yet Enlil, not you, is the legal heir. You, my father, were first to splash down 
and Iridu established. Yet Iridu is in Enlil's domain, yours is the distant Abzu. I am your firstborn, by your legitimate spouse on Nibiru was I born. Yet the gold in the city of Ninurta is assembled, therefrom to send to or withhold. The survival of Nibiru is in his hands and not in mine. Now to earth we are returning. What will, be, what will my task be? Am I to fame and kingship faded, or again to humiliated be? In silence did Enki embrace his son, in the desolate moon to him a promise made, of that of which I have been deprived your future lot shall be. Your celestial time will come, a station mine adjoining yours shall be. So uh, basically, uh, in breaking this down, what uh, Marduk is saying is, uh, I'm out of a job. The uh, This way station on Mars is trashed because of the uh, asteroids that smacked Mars. The atmosphere is fucked up. We can't probably find a place on Moon to make a way station. So what the hell am I going to do when I get back to Earth? Uh, everybody else has got their, their jobs and I'm getting shitted on. Is basically what he's saying. Now this is the account of Sapar, the place of chariots in the Eden, and how primitive workers to the Eden returned. For many circuits of the earth, from the earth were father and son absent. On earth no plans were implemented. On Lamu and the Agigi were in turmoil. And Lil to Anu secret words conveyed, his concerns to Anu he from Nibiru Ki beamed. Enki and Mardu to the moon have gone. For countless circuits they are staying. Their doings a mystery are. What they are scheming is not known. Ah, oh, shut up. And Lil. Oh, I don't know what they're doing. You bitch. See, that just goes to show you. Power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. Here's this guy getting pissy because you know his brother and his son went for a freaking went went on a vacation. And tell me this isn't every single person's employee. Who when are you coming back? How long are you gonna be sick for? Give me a fucking break. This guy. I I'm telling you, I'm starting to really dislike and Lil even more the more I read this. Uh, again, I've read this book before, but uh, just reminding me of how much of this guy sucks. Crying and pissing. Oh, they're up to something. They're trying to do something. They're going to take away my title. You bitch. Marduk, the way station on Lamu, has abandoned. The Agigi are agog. By dust storms, They uh, has the way station been affected? What damage there is to us is not known. The place of the chariots in the Eden must be established. There from the gold directly from earth to Nibiru be carried. No way station on Lamu shall henceforth be needed. The plan of Ninurta it is. Great in these matters is his understanding. Let him the place of the chariots near Bad Tabara establish. Let Ninurta be its first commander. All right. So here's what this candy ass is doing. They left. Oh my God. They're, they're not here. So you know what? Make my son. Make my son. He needs to be the first commander because, you know, he's getting pissy. So now he's trying to solidify his power by sticking his son in this newly made place of the chariots uh, so that uh, he's basically trying to fuck over Enki and Marduk. And you wonder why Marduk ended up taking over the planet and is known as Ra. This is why. Serves you right, you fucker. Anu to the words of Enlil gave much consideration. To Enlil a response he gave. Enki and Marduk to Earth are returning. What about the moon they have found? Let us first to their words listen. Yeah, so basically the, you know, the, it's funny we call him the worshipful master of our lodge. It's, it's similar to what this is, but you got a senior warden and a junior warden having a pissing contest and the master's like, listen, Calm the fuck down. We're going to wait for the you know, whoever to come back. And we'll sort this shit out. Uh, from the moon, Enki and Marduk departed. To the earth they did return. Of conditions thereon they gave account. A way station is unfeasible now, so they reported. Let the place of the chariots be built, Anu was saying. Let no Marduk be its commander, Enki was saying to Anu. The task is for Ninurtus as set aside. And Lil with anger shouted. 
Wow, see? So now they're going to get into a pissing match. For the Agigi command is no more needed for the tasks Marduk knowledge has. Of the gateway to heaven, let Marduk be in charge. So did Enki to his father say. Anu the matter with concern contemplated. Rivalries now the sons have affected. Oh, that's good because Enlil's worried about his, his little power trip here. With wisdom was Anu endowed. With wisdom were his decisions. So clearly Anu is like a Joe. He's like a Joe. I'm like a... I don't want to be compared to Enlil, but, you know, I have to. You know, I'm full of piss and vinegar. So I guess I'd be like Enki. Maybe that's why I hate him. Or Enlil. That's why I hate him so much. Whereas Ken would be kind of like our Enki, right? He's knowledgeable. He's smart. Knows what the hell he's talking about. Damn it. I've become the douchebag. Wonderful. The place of the chariots for new ways the gold to handle is designated. Let us what whence, uh, henceforth comes into hands of a new generation place. Neither Enlil nor Enki... Neither Ninurta nor Marduk in command shall be. Let the third generation responsibility undertake. Let Utu be the commander. Ah, so he's like, fuck all you people. He's like, we're gonna put, we're gonna put the, we're gonna put the grandkid in this, in the, in the, the great grandkid in charge. Let the place of celestial chariots be built. Let Sipar, Bird City, be its name. This was the word of Anu. Unartable was the word of the king. In the eighty. First char was the construction started. The plans of Enlil it followed. Nibiru Ki was in the center. The navel of the earth by Enlil it was designated. Interesting how we called Jerusalem, I think, the navel of the earth. Hmm. Wonder if it's the same thing. As on circles by their place in distance. In distances, the olden cities were located. Did you pick up on that? It says, as on circles by their place was in distances, the olden cities were located. So let's go into, <coughs> let's get a little fucking nuts with this. So they talk about how uh, it, the lost city of Atlantis was actually concentric rings. But that's not what uh, either Zechariah or the... the um, uh, the ancient Sumerian tablets are saying what they're saying is they're circular distances apart from each city. So you, what they're saying is so you know they have cities in concentric ring different you know distance wise. So like maybe the next city is ten miles away, but then after that city is another ten miles away. So I find that quite interesting. Nobody ever thought of that, or maybe they did. I don't know. Like an arrow from the lower sea towards the mountains pointing, they were arrayed. Interesting. Uh, from the lower sea, which, I don't know, maybe Persian Gulf? Maybe uh, if we're talking uh, Mesopotamia, we're talking uh, the valley in between uh, the Tigris and Euphrates, or or even vice versa, the, uh, the lower sea, maybe that's uh, Egypt, maybe part of Jerusalem and pointing north, that would bring you into... Uh, Turkey, basically Turkey's loaded with mountains. Um, let's find out. Uh, the line with the twin peaks of Arata. Oh, ha! Ararat. You mean Ararat? The twin peaks of Ararat, and that's where they got it. Again, the uh, the uh, wow, that's crazy. I'll have to just read one more word for or one more sentence further. Like the arrow from the lower sea towards the mountains pointing, they were arrayed. A line on the twin peaks of Arata, uh, or Mount Ararat, to the skies in the north reaching he drew, where the pointing arrow, the Arata line, intersected. The place for Sipar, the earth's place of the chariots, he marked out. I would love for an archaeologist to go dig this shit up. Like, go find these places if they haven't been found. To it, the arrow directly led. From Nibiru Key was by an equal circle precisely located. Now, there you go. I just said that. Ingenious was the plan. By its precision, all were made to wonder. In the 82nd Shar was the construction of Sipar completed. To the hero, Utu of Enlil, the grandson, its command was given. An eagle's helmet for him was fashioned. With eagle's wings was it decorated. So that's kind of like their uh, their helmets, right? It's a symbol of their stature. 
uh, apparently an eagle's helmet um, with wings. Uh, interesting that we look at like gods like Hermes that have helmets with wings on them. Um, or even go into your Roman legions. They had helmets with these feathers and shit on them, right? Um, in the first chariot from Nibiru to Sapar directly come, Anu was traveling. To view for himself the installations he desired, a, to marvel at what was obtained he wanted. For the occasion, the Agigi, led uh, by Mardu, commanded, from Lamu to earth came down. From the landing place from the Abzu, Anunnaki were assembled. There was backslapping and hailing, a feast of celebrations. So uh, this city was built. Uh, everybody came together, including Anu, um, came down and they had a celebration for it. Uh, for Anu, Inanna, and Lil's granddaughter, singing and dancing were presented. Wow. Here we go. This is going to get freaking disgusting. With affection, Anu kissed her. Oh, no. I can't. Never mind. There's got to be no sex because uh, Anu had his giant, his Johnson bit off, remember? Uh, with affection, Anu kissed her. Anu Nitu. Anu's beloved, he fondly called her. Before departing, Anu, the heroes and heroines, assembled. A new era has begun, so was he to them saying. Supplied directly with the golden salvation, forthcoming is the end of the toil. Once enough gold on Nibiru for protection is piled in storage, the toil on earth can be diminished. Heroes and heroines to Nibiru will return. Thus did Anu, the king, to assemble promise. A great hope to them he did extend. A few more shards of toil. A homeward they shall be bound. So they're going to talk about their basically, once we get what we need, we're banding earth. Which much pomp did Anu to Nibiru soar back. Gold, pure gold with him was carried. His new task, Utu, with Cherish performed. Ninurta of Bad Tibara, command retained. I uh, just want to backtrack real quick. Uh, he's basically saying with uh, once we get enough gold and uh, Nibiru could be fixed, uh, we can get the fuck out of here. Uh, is that why the Anunnaki gods aren't here among us anymore? Did they get what they wanted? They said, fuck this, we're out. And they left man to come up with their multiple different religions. Again, I'm not trying to change people's religion, thought processes, their their belief systems. We as Masons are, we're to contemplate and think, right? That's what, what we do, right? We contemplate, we, we take in other accounts. We, uh, we contemplate our existence and what life means. And this is, this is exactly what I'm doing with the reading of this book. Um, let's get out of our freaking Masonic lodges where we're talking about ritual and minutes and, and, and whether or not we should have fucking turkey or cheese sandwiches. Like, this is, this is what I signed up for masonry for. Shit like this. Um, and I would love for, and I'm going to do after I'm done with reading this book, but as we go through our ritual and even looking around our lodges, uh, contemplate. Hmm. I mean, they're talking about they're judged by seven. You got seven principal officers, especially in the EA degree. Um, you have, you know, these are things that we, we should contemplate within our lodges uh, if it makes sense. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm drawn at straws here. But hey, you know, to have an open mind about this shit is, uh, it's important. Marduk Tilamu did not return. With his father to the Abzu, he did not go. Over all the lands he wished to roam, in his skyship to earth to comprehend. Of the Agigi, some on Lamu, some on Earth, Utu was the commander made. After Anu to Nibiru returned, on Earth the leaders great expectations had. With renewed vigor to labor, the Anunnaki they expected. Give me a second, I'm just going to grab a sip of coffee here. I'm running out of steam here. Ah, After Anu to Nibiru returned, on Earth the leaders great expectations had. With renewed, oh, excuse me. Uh, with renewed vigor to labor, the Anunnaki they expected. Gold quickly to amass, thereby quicker homebound to be. That, alas, was not what had come to pass. Oh, shit. Dum, dum, dum. 
So that's not what was going to happen. In the Abzu, relief, not continued toil, was the Anunnaki's expectation. Now that the earthlings are proliferating, let them provide the labor. So were the Anunnaki and the Abzu saying. In the Eden, the tasks were greater. More abodes, more provisions were required. For primitive workers to the Abzu confined, did the Eden heroes clamor. Eden. Uh, E-D-I-N. For 40 shars was relief only to the Abzu provided. Ah. The heroes in the Eden shouted, Our toil has increased beyond endurance. Let us have workers too. Ah. So there you go. Fuck you, en Enlil. No, he's the one who threw him out of the Abzu. He's the one who was like, Oh, we don't want these guys here because they learn too much. They know too much and they can have sex. Now, all of a sudden, his people are sitting there screaming, saying, Hey, what the fuck? Give us stuff, too. We, we want some workers. We need some help up here. Huh. How about eating crow, Enlil? While Enlil and Enki, the matter, were debating, Ninurta, the decision into his hands, took. With 50 heroes, an expedition to the Abzu he led. With weapons, they were armed. Oh, he's going to steal these motherfuckers. In the forest of the steppes of the Abzu, the earthlings they had chased, with nets they had ca them captured, male and female to the Eden then brought, to do all matter of chores in the orchards and in the cities they trained them. By the doings was Enki angered, by them was Enlil enraged, so both of the brothers are pissed off. My expelling of Adamu and Tiamat you have overturned, so Enlil to Ninurta said. Let the mutiny once in the Abzu occurring not in the Eden be repeated. So to Enlil, Ninurta said, With the earthlings in the Eden, the heroes, the heroes became, are calmed. Uh, a few more shards and it will no longer matter. So did Ninurta to Enlil say. Enlil was not appeased with grumbling. Let it so be to his son said. Uh, so he's pissed off that... Uh, Ninurta went over his head, but then when he realized, oh, they're calm, they're chill. Oh, okay. So they won't come kick my ass? What a pussy. And Lil was not, uh, let the gold pile up quickly. Let us all to Nibiru soon return. In the Eden, the Anunnaki, the earthlings, with ad admiration observed. Oh, boy, we're getting some, some mankind inter-god breeding going on here. So this is where we get our stories of Hercules. Love that movie, by the way. Nutty Professor. Hercules, Hercules. Intelligence they possessed of commands they had understanding. They took over all manners of chores. Unclothed they were the tasks performing. Males with females among them were constantly mating. Quick were their pro proliferations. In one shar, sometimes four, sometimes more were their generations. As the earthlings grew in numbers, workers the Anunnaki had. With food, the Anunnaki were not satiated. Uh, so they're running out of freaking grub. In the cities and in the orchard, in the valleys and the hills, the earthlings for food were constantly foraging. In those days, grain had not yet been brought forth. Oh, shit. So we didn't have grain here on earth. <clears throat> that was something that was brought here, apparently. There was no O, uh, ew, whatever. A lamb had not yet been fashioned. Oh. So lambs were... A genetic manipulation too well shit about these matters i mean well shit i mean it's not that far off of uh, of belief i mean there was it was i don't know a couple a couple of years ago or it might even be a decade ago is when they did the first cloning of a of a sheep or a lamb right so it's not beyond comprehension that these idiots can do it about these matters and lil to enki angry words was saying by your doings, confusion was created. By you, let salvation be devised. <laughs> what a bitch. Oh, we're running out of food. Figure it out. Yeah. Lord of the command. How many... I mean, I mean come on. How, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be a freaking grumpy past master, but I mean, how frequent does this shit happen? Oh, you guys made the mess. You guys clean it up. How many masters passed the buck? No offense to worshipful masters, but, I mean, come on now. Another cup of coffee here. Now this is the account of how civilized man was brought about. 
and how the secret of Enki, Adapa, and Titi in the Eden were brought forth. Adapa. Adapt. Uh, you wonder where your English words come from. Here you go. Still trying to figure out what TT means, but I'm sure they'll explain it because it seems every time I ask a question, it's answered in the next fucking sentence. <clears throat> By the proliferation, By the pro proliferation of the Earthlings, Enki was pleased. Enki was worried. Uh, the lot of the Anunnaki was greatly eased. Their discontent was diminished. By the pro proliferation, the Anunnaki shunned toil. The workers as serfs were becoming. So they're basically, yeah, you guys go take care of this shit. It's what we got. It's what we made you for. So we're, we're becoming slaves. For seven shards, the Anunnaki's lot was greatly eased. Diminished was their con dis discontent. So they're happy. Yeah, you got slaves. Of course you do. Fuckers. By the proliferation of earthlings, what by itself was growing for all insufficient was so they're they're breeding too damn fast so they can't feed them in three more shards of fish and fowl there was a shortage by what itself grows anunnaki and earthlings did not satiate so the gods you know the anunnaki gods and the humans were were freaking starving in his heart enki a new undertaking was scheming to create a civilized man in his heart he conceived interesting grains that are sown by them to be cultivated those that became sheep let them be heard that be shepherded excuse me in his heart enki a new undertaking was scheming how this to attain he contemplated the primitive workers in the abzu he for this scheme observed the earthlings in the eden in the cities and in the orchards he considered what could for the tasks be made them suited what by the life essence had not been combined the offspring of the earthlings he observed an alarming matter he noticed by their repeated copulations back toward their wild forebearers they were degraded oh oh so what he's saying is uh as they, we 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 breeded so much that we were starting to revert back to our old uh back to our our wild wild ways i guess you can say um i would love to know evidence of that if that's actually possible where you can not get dumber i don't want to i don't want to i'm not saying you know like we're 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 losing our uh you know intelligence as we you know get you know more advanced as a civilization uh don't forget though uh our years are much different than their years i mean they're counting by shars which is 3600 years so i mean we haven't even we haven't even broached that yet um so to actually sit there and say that you know mankind is getting dumber as we get freaking as we pro proliferate more i mean anything's possible um all right, so let's hear. <clears throat> uh, Enki in the marshlands looked about. On the rivers he sailed and observed. With him was only Ismid, his visor, whose who secrets kept. Uh, it's his pilot, basically. On the river's bank, bathing and frolicking earthlings, he noticed two females among them were wild with beauty. Oh, boy. Firm were their breasts. Their sight, his phallus of Enki began to water. Jesus, a burning desire he had. Shall I not kiss the young ones? Enki, his visor, Ismid was saying. Oh, God. Uh, should I do it, man? Should I do it? Should I go for it? Jesus Christ. Locker room. I, the boat, will hither row. Kiss the young ones. His mid to Enki was saying, yeah, go for it, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll, pull, the, I'll pull the car over and uh, you hop out and go jump him. The boat thereto, Ismid directed. From the boat to dry land, Enki stepped. A young one to him, Enki called. A tree fruit she to him offered. Enki bent down 
the young one he embraced. On her lips he kissed her. Sweet were her lips, firm were the ripeness of her breasts. In her womb he poured his semen. In a meeting he knew her. In her womb she took the holy semen. Interesting. Holy. By the semen of the Lord Enki she was impregnated. The second one, young one to him Enki called berries of the field she offered him. Enki bent down the young one he embraced. On her lips he kissed her. Sweet were her lips, firm with the ripeness of her breasts. Yep, same shit. Into her womb he poured his semen. In a meeting he knew her. In her womb she took the holy semen. By the semen of the Lord Enki she was impregnated. With the young ones stay. Whether pregnancies come about ascertained. So he's telling his God, yeah. Like, I blew him up. You stay here and keep an eye on him for me. What a shitbag. You're a deadbeat dad. Anyway, um, so uh, Ismid by the young ones sat down. By the fourth count, their bulges appeared. By the tenth count, the ninth having been completed, the first one squatted in birth gave. By her, a male child was born. The second one was squatted in birth gave. By her, a female child was born. At dawn and dusk, which a, which a day delimit, on the same day the two were born. The gracious ones, dawn and dusk, thereafter in legends they were known. Is that, well, that's where Eve comes from. Well, there you go. Eve. Right? Interesting. So there's your uh, Adam and Eve. In the 93rd Shar, the two by Enki fathered in the Eden were born. Words of the births Ismid to Enki quickly brought. By the births, Enki was ecstatic. Whoever such a thing has ever known. So clearly the Anunnaki had never hooked up with an earthling before, but clearly it was uh, conceivable. Between Anunnaki and earthling, conception was obtained. There you go. Civilized man I have brought into being. To his visor, Ismid Enki instructions gave. A secret must my deed remain. Let the newborns by their mothers be sucked. Thereafter into my household bring them. Among the bulrushes, in reed baskets, I have them found. Oh, my God. Ha! And there's your freaking Moses story. Uh, I found them in reed baskets. I found them. I don't know. I just floated them down river, and I found them. There you go. Uh, thus to you will say, by their mothers were the newborns suckled and nurtured, to Enki's household in Iridu, thereafter Ismud them brought. So he, he took them from their mothers. Shitty. Among the bulrushes in reed baskets, I have them found. So did Ismud to all say. Yeah. Oh my god, I just happened to find them on a riverbank. So many stories of the Bible and other religions that use this same damn story. Found them in a reed basket, side of the road, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think that's even in Egyptian mythology as well. Uh, Ninki, uh, the wife of Enki, to the foundlings, and they call them foundlings, like, oh yeah, I found them, they're just there. Uh, a liking took, as her own children she raised them. Adapa, the foundling, the boy she called. Titi, one with life, the girl she named. Unlike all other earthlings, children the twosome were slower to grow up than earthlings were much quicker in understanding they were with intelligent they were endowed of speaking with words capable they were beautiful and pleasant was the girl with her hands she was greatly dexterous oh so she could well clearly this is the 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 people that i wonder what happened to them because uh some people are dexterous they could use both both hands to do things, but I mean, there's few and far between. But Ninki, the spouse of Enki, to Titi took a liking. All manners of crafts she was teaching. Uh, to Adapa, Enki himself teachings gave how to keep records he was instructing. The achievements with pride Enki to Ismid was showing. A civilized man I have brought forth to Ismid, he was saying. A new kind of earthling from my seed has been created in my image and after my likeness. Uh, again. Uh, interesting. So, uh, 
there you go. There's another Bible reference. In my image and after my likeness. From seed they, sh they food will grow. Uh, from seed they food will grow. From ewes, sheep they will shepherd. Um, Anunnaki and earthlings health, health henceforth shall be satiated. To his brother Enlil, Enki words sent from Nibiru Key to Iridu, Enlil came. Oh fuck! Here we go. Here comes the here comes the bitch tits. He's gonna start. He's gonna. <laughs> you didn't find him. <laughs> In the wilderness, a new kind of earthling has come forth. To Enlil was Enki saying, Quick of learn they are. Knowledgeable and craftwork to them can be taught. Let us from the Biru seeds that are sown bring down. Let us from the Biru ewes that sheep become to earth deliver. Oh, so, okay, so they didn't make sheep. They, uh, they came from, uh, obviously the grain and the sheep came from... Uh, Came from Nibiru, according to this. Let us new breed of earthlings farming and shepherding teach. Let Anunnaki and earthlings together be satiate, uh, together satiated be. So was Enki to Enlil saying, Akin to us, Anunnaki, in many ways, indeed they are, Enlil to his brother said. A wonder of wonders it is, in the wilderness by themselves have come about. <laughs> He's like, ah, really? They just, they just were there, huh? That's, that's, that's where you're going with, huh? Ismid was summoned. Among the bulrushes in reed baskets, I found them, he said. So Ismid is, uh, is perpetrating this lie, keeping it from Enlil. Enlil, the matter with graveness pondered. With amazement, his head he shook. Indeed, of wonders of wonders it is, a new breed of earthlings on earth has emerged. A civilized man has the earth itself been brought forth. Farming and shepherding, crafts and tool making, he can be taught. So, clearly, the, the people that they originally made, Adamu and Tiamat, uh, were not 100% smart. They were just able to just work. They were able to, to use primitive tools to break stone and stuff, but they didn't they didn't know they weren't smart enough to understand shepherding and and uh, and tool making and stuff. So perhaps maybe the the first people created in their eyes was uh, maybe Neanderthal because uh, they were a little bit I think they were a little bit smarter than your Homo erectus. Um, so I would have to say that. You know, these civilized man would be, I guess, us, right? Um, all up for contemplation. So Enlil was saying to Enki, let of us a new breed to Anu word send. Of the new breed word to Anu, Anubiru was beamed. Let seeds that can be sown, let ewes that, become, that sheep become on earth to be sent. So did Enki and Enlil to Anu's suggestion make. By civilized man, let Anunnaki and earthlings become satiated. Anu the words heard, by the words he was amazed, that by life essences one kind to another leads is not unheard of. To them, words back he sent. Uh, let, me, let me contemplate that real quick. That by life essences one kind to another leads is not unheard of. So he's saying it could be possible. Well, sure, it's like this is not unheard of. That on earth a civilized man from the Adamu so quickly appeared, that is unheard of. <laughs> so he's saying, yeah, it's not unheard of that people advance in animals, creatures evolve naturally. But as fast as it's freaking happened, shit's unheard of. So they're, uh, they're checking their shoes. They're smelling some bullshit, uh, clearly. Uh, and Lil, as well as Anu, is like, eh, yeah. all right, whatever. Uh, for sowing and husbanding, Great numbers are needed. Perchance the being to proliferate are unable. While the savants on Nibiru, the matter contemplated, in Iridu, occurrences of importance took place. Adapa, in a mating, Titi knew. Uh, into her womb he poured his semen. Ah, so the two new people, the two new civilized men, if you will, we'll even go with, as far as we'll say homo sapiens. Um... They, they were able to proliferate. There was conception, there was birth giving. To twins, two brothers, T.T. gave birth. Word of the birth to Anu on Nibiru was beamed. The twosome 
for conception are compatible, proliferation by them can occur. Let seeds that are sown, sheep that uh, ooze that sheep can become, uh, to earth be delivered. Let on earth farming and shepherding begin. Let us all be satiated. So did Enki and Enlil to Anu on Nibiru say, Let Titi and Iridu remain, the newborns to suckle and nurture. Let Adapa and Earthling to Nibiru be brought. So did Anu his decision declare. Oh, shit. So uh, Anu saying, Let Adapa the Earthling to Nibiru be, be brought. So he wants to bring uh, Adam to heaven. Shit. So did our new decision declare. All right. And that's the end of the seventh tablet. So let's get into uh, the synopsis of the eighth for next time. And uh, well, we're going to hear what we're going to hear next time. Uh, synopsis of the eighth. Adapa's wife, uh, excuse me, Adapa's wide understanding amazes Nibiru savants. On Anu's orders, Adapa is brought to Nibiru. An earthling's First ever space journey. Interesting. Enki reveals Adapa's parenting truth to Anu. Oh. Interesting. Enki justifies his... Oh, it's going to get his balls busted. Enki justifies his deed by the need for more food. Adapa is sent back to start farming and shepherding. And Lil and Enki create crop seeds and sheep lines. Ninurta teaches Cain, or Cain, crop cultivation. Marduk teaches Abel, shepherding and wool making. Huh, here we go. This is what right out of the Bible. You had Cain, who was uh, the crop cultivation, and Abel, who was, uh, who was uh, doing the shepherding. Right out of the Bible. Fighting, oh, we know what happens. We know how this, uh, how this ends up. Fighting over water. Cain strikes and kills Abel. Cain is tried for murder, sentenced to exile. Adapa and Titi have other offsprings who intermarry. On his deathbed, Adapa blesses his son Sati, uh, S-A-T-I, as his heir, a descendant Enkimi, oh boy, on his deathbed, Adapa blesses his son Sati as his heir. A descendant, Enkimi, is taken by Marduk to Lamu. Interesting. Hmm. So anyway, we'll get into the eighth tablet next time. Hope you guys enjoyed this crazy shit. Um, hope you guys see some Bible references in there. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Again, uh, hit me up with uh, likes on, on Facebook uh, comments on Facebook. Um, if you can write reviews on Apple iTunes, those are the ones I actually see the most. So, uh, if you're liking what you're hearing, uh, hit me with a five-star review and let me know what you think. Um, because, uh, all this helps me. It all, it helps me out to know whether or not what I'm reading is actually enjoyable because uh, I want to put out content for you guys that you actually enjoy or helps you contemplate. So anyway, uh, for the Freemasons podcast, this is your host, right? Worship brother, George Mudry, and I'm out. Yeah.